oh my god my window's broken what is that homeowners people i always thought it was a little chilly in this room and now i realize i think we have a little bit of a problem we have a little bit of a problem but my coffee's in my hand my mic is in the other i'm doing a morning show because i have a lot going on have i ever said that to you guys before are you aware well you're going to be aware today because we have a monster episode. I love how podcasting people always say we. Like, no, it's just me. I have a monster episode for you today. I'm thrilled that you're here. And uh, there's really no easy way to say some of the things that I'm going to say on this show today. So we are really testing the limits of our safe space, okay? Um, First off, first things first, your girl is going through a little bit of a snooze roulette situation. If you are the type to snooze your alarm in the morning, I need to hear from you because I've noticed our dear friends at Apple have been playing a little bit of a game with me. Now, I am a consistent snoozer. I wish I wasn't. I wasn't always. But lately, when I hit that snooze button, there's like four or five other things that pop up. It tells me how many minutes until my snooze is over. From what I remember in my, you know, history of of longstanding snoozing, it was like I had mine set to eight minutes. I don't remember ever setting it to eight minutes, but that's just what it said. Now I will snooze on multiple different alarms because I did oversleep a few weeks ago and I'm still recovering from the implications that that had to my life and my job, etc. So now I'll snooze and it will say I have like eight minutes. Sure. Great. Love it. But I'm asleep. So I'm not, I'm not fully awake here, people. Then I'll snooze again. And it says I only have two minutes till my next alarm. Then I'll snooze again. I have four and a half minutes. So I'm playing snooze roulette saying, sure, I can afford two minutes here. I can bet, you know, I can take my chances on another five minutes of sleep. Just hoping and praying that at one point I'm going to wake up and it's not going to be like 7.30. And it was okay today. I know what I have to squeeze in before I head to work and uh, a fishing trip that I'm going on. So if any of you were blown away by the fact that I went to a mountain in the Catskills, prepare to be blown away by the Botanista holding hopefully like a 40-inch fish. I was testing my wingspan last night, you know, doing like some really wide arm push-ups, trying to make sure that I could hold a large striper. I don't even know what striper is, but I'll be heading out on the Hudson River. So brave of me. I already know it's not a fashion show, so don't get your hopes up for that. But I'm looking for, uh, you know, a Tinder level fish pick that will just mount somewhere in my, my memories hall of fame. So anyway, Sleep roulette, snooze roulette was fine this morning. I'm up, I'm at him, I'm ready to go. But tomorrow, it will not be okay. Because tomorrow's alarm will be a bright and early 3.30. And you know, the only time we're getting up for 3.30, and this isn't where this is going, hopefully is if you're going to the airport, you're traveling, you're excited, Still a little upset to be up so early. You know, if you get up that early to go to the airport, you think you look good. Like, I've planned my airport outfits. I've even, like, tossed a little bit of makeup on. But if you board a 5 a.m. flight, think you look good, and you get out in the Charlotte, North Carolina airport, and you strut over to that bathroom with your bag in tow, you know, take the AirPods out, 
you look like you just saw a ghost. You know, you look like you just experienced extreme turbulence in air. Really, you were just sleeping and probably drooling on the passenger next to you or in 2021 times drooling into your mask, which I'm sure would be pretty terrible scenario. That's why you got to bring back up. Tomorrow, I'm getting up at 3.30 because I have a job to do, another job to do, a job that I told you about last week at DeGrasseni Distributing Company. One of the fun things that we get to do with Two Buttons Deep and I get to do behind camera is experience things for the first time to show other people what it's like. The last time I probably got up that early for a video shoot, I was making donuts at Cider Belly Donuts. Luckily, that was like a four-minute walk from my apartment at the time. But same thing, up early, you got to do it like they do it. You can't fake all these things. We are authentic as they come. We try to be anyway. So we are going to follow around a merchandiser for a day. Merchandising at DeGrasseni is kind of one of those like get your get your feet in, get your start going with a really cool company. And I mentioned last week, you can thank them for the very cool, elaborate in-store displays. So tomorrow, today, whatever day, doesn't matter. Sometime this week. Why are you asking me? Who cares? I don't know what day it is. I will be going behind the scenes and being a merchandiser, learning what it's all about. So instead of just telling you to go apply for a job at DeGrasseni because that's what you should do, that's what they want me to tell you to do, I am going to live it, experience it for myself. And you might be thinking, why would I willingly tell somebody in my life, my boyfriend, my cousin, my friend, to get up at 3.30 a.m. in the morning for work? I will tell you why. Because when you wake up early for work, your workday ends sooner. And from what I know, these guys and gals that work in merchandising at DeGrasseni could potentially be done with their workday at 10 a.m. And now that I'm saying all these things out loud, I'm thinking it might be time for a career change myself. This could help with some of the busy problems that I had. If I could just work until 10, I have a whole day to myself. We are closely or uh, slowly but surely getting myself back to a dream schedule. And I think maybe I could find that with DeGrasseni. So no more snooze roulette tomorrow. It's got to be a one and done. I heard some very valuable advice at one point. Sorry, I'm going to leave you in a cliffhanger. I need a sip break. I just woke up. Give me a break. I got to learn to hold the microphone a little bit further away so you guys do not hear the ASMR. Not always sipping Miller's, right? But ASMR in the sense that you are listening to every gulp of water I take to stay hydrated. So I totally heard this wonderful advice. I was going to, I just tricked you. I was going to say, totally lost my train of thought, but I remember it. I'm back on the train that you need to physically lift your head and your body out of bed within like the first like 10 seconds of waking up. If you're really going to wake up, that's the advice that I got to stop snoozing was like, just suck it up, get there. And the other alarm advice is don't set snooze buttons. Don't set an alarm that is too early for you. Set it for the exact time that you need to wake up so that you're not compromising your snooze sleep. And once it's, you know, your time, once it's 530, like just get up, like pick your head up, get up. You can't snooze at that point because it's the absolute latest that you need to wake up. That's a little too risky for me. I'd rather gamble with a few extra minutes here and there. But if you're looking for better quality morning time sleep, you're welcome. I just gave you two really great bits of advice that I am more than likely not going to take 
in the weeks and months to come. It is pretty bright out, though. I'll say that. Maybe we're going to get a little a little sunshine pouring through the window. All right, girls. That was our intro. That was a long one. I'm already sweating. I'm already ready to go. It's maybe because I know we're going to break some serious news on today's episode. But I'm going to lighten the mood. Uh, well, with that, for for certain. Um, but I do want to do a little quick five minutes of fashion as I've been trying to work into this show. I think that's why some of you come here. I don't know why some of you come here, but I know that you do. I met a lot of you this weekend at Alexandria's Beauty Salon for our fun little clothing sale. That was a really, really great opportunity to buy secondhand. I cannot tell you the amount of new with tags clothing we got rid of. We donated to Unity House a portion of our proceeds from the sales as well as honestly a a truckload or two of used clothes that are not even used to go to the unity house to benefit others so those girls are going to be styling out there in troy everybody that came by is styling i saw a couple pair of size 24 very uh vintage let's say my jeans are vintage that's how old they are that'll make me feel better that they don't fit someone grabbed a pair of my I had these chocolate leather brown free people, uh, like skinny uh, leather leggings. And I'm like, nobody could fit into these. Like, I need to bring a Build-A-Bear in here to fit into these. And someone bought them, and I was so thrilled. Someone bought my 25th birthday party uh, suede dress that I absolutely loved. So I'm so happy to see these clothes get new life. So happy to see some of my followers out there. I do owe some buttonies to stickers out into the world. I got to write some letters this week. Didn't know the clothing sale was going to take up so much time, but I will tell you, it was time well spent. And it was time well spent for multiple reasons, right? Make a little extra money, get rid of your clothes, contribute to a good cause, meet some gals. And when I'm with fashionable girls, you know, we had Alex from uh, Circles in there. She's like an OG. I mean, she's just amazing. Great personality, so vibrant and fun. We have Alex, obviously, who owns Alexandra's. It was just a great group of girls. Love to see the kind of stuff that people had in their closets. A couple things that I bought that were great staples for me that I didn't have to spend, you know, a million dollars on. And I wanted to kick around a new trend that I'm seeing And I wanted to get the thoughts of the girls there because I trust them. And I mean, I don't trust them or rely on them too much because I already ordered this thing. So I'm hoping that they were going to agree. But have you noticed a lot of like long denim shorts? Have you gotten an ad? Have you been online shopping? Have you seen Haley uh, Baldwin, Haley Bieber? Has she been wearing them yet? I don't think so. She's obviously tried and true bike shorts, which I would be too if I had legs like her. But I've been seeing like the thought, the word that comes to mind, which I'll faint if I say it more than once. So I'm just going to say it once is Bermuda shorts. We cannot call them that. It's just like when I said the fanny pack needed to be rebranded. Now this week, Bermuda Whoa, what was that? I need another sip of my coffee. That I I don't I always think I just like went in a Bermuda Triangle hurricane when I tried to say that word. One moment. Bermuda shorts need to be rebranded and I think that's what's slowly been brewing on the internet and in the fashion world. I think they're calling them boyfriend shorts. Which, I mean, that's that's risky because if we're going to call them boyfriend shorts, we're going to call them jorts and we're going to hope all of you are single and that nobody's 
dating anybody that has boyfriend shorts, a.k.a. jorts. But there's something intriguing about it to me. I have been like a hard no shorts girl forever. I I don't think I've worn shorts in my adult life that weren't like athletic or bike shorts or anything like that. You cannot catch me anywhere wearing a pair of shorts. I just don't really think they're flattering. I don't want to see your bum cheeks. Um, I don't want to see your front wedgie. I have big thighs. That's like my my problem area, one of many. Um, so I'm just not interested in showing off my upper leg like that. Oh, and let's be real. Not to mention, you have to be impeccable at shaving your legs if you are going to rock a pair of short shorts. I have had some unfortunate occurrences over the years where I'm wearing a short dress, I cross my legs, and I never realized how dark and how long the hair like behind your knee can get. I remember one day I I truly almost fell off my chair at work. It looked like oh, an older woman that you see somewhere who's like starting to grow a beard and she doesn't realize it or she does and she's okay with it and you're like checking to see if she has a wedding band because like she's got a beard and like you just want to know like is she okay? Like, you know, did someone love her and support her or is she like alone somewhere? That was the kind of hair that was growing on the back of my leg and I was shocked. So shorts clearly just don't make sense in my picture. But the longer shorts, okay, we're covering the thighs. We're obviously trying to be trendy. They've got a raw hem, probably a high waist because, oh, the other thing was that the high-waisted like mom shorts, my mom absolutely hated. She doesn't like what they do to your bum. She doesn't like what rompers do to your bum. She's very critical of uh, of clothes from behind, which I can appreciate, right? But those didn't do it for me either, and they were still short, but at least high-waisted made you feel a little bit more comfortable. We weren't rocking any low-rise, but... There's a lot to consider with this trend. The girls from circles, the girls from the clothing sale confirmed it's safe to try. So I have a pair of Levi's coming from Revolve. They should be arriving tomorrow on the shop app. That's another little side bonus tip. You're welcome for any shoppers out there. You know how sometimes when you're checking out now, it says, uh, you know, just like we'll text you a code and you'll automatically be signed in. Amen. I will say a prayer for that because that is a lifesaver. I don't have time to create unique passwords. I've exhausted my mom's address, my social security number. Just kidding. I don't do that. Um, So those apps, it's perfect. Like they have you logged in. They have all your info saved. Just make sure obviously it's right and it's not in the wrong address for some reason or anything like that. But there's an app for one of the sites called Shop. It's like the purple one. And it tracks any purchase that is facilitated through there. So all I have to do is check one app to see where the majority of my shipments are. So like Target orders are on there, Article Furniture, I just got a few pieces from them, my Revolve order, and they'll send you notifications when it's delivered so you don't have to go copy and paste tracking numbers. It's a real treat. I wish more companies used it. I think it's a really streamlined way. You can even either like either like uh contact the the shipper, you know, you can contact Target like directly from their app, but I'm tracking a pair of boyfriend shorts. I was hoping they were going to be in before the show so I could confirm or deny that this is on the trend report. But if you've seen it, take a deep breath. We can embrace it. I'm not sure what I'm going to go going to wear with it yet. For me, obviously, we're a little too short to do like a sneaker look, but I think a little strappy, fun kind of summer heel. Obviously, we're 
we're really turning the corner on wanting to dress up again. I dressed up this weekend, felt good, and I think we're we're getting there. So if we could rock a little casual slash dressed up, you know, like a denim short with a heel, maybe that's the direction things are going in for summer. And I think a lot of us can get behind that because the other thing that we discussed over the weekend was the stores simply just have to stop selling casual leisure matching sets, sweatsuits, if we're ever going to say we are ready to dress up again. Many of us said no in the poll, sweatpants forever, myself included. But the reality is it's up to the big box stores. It's up to the online retailers. It's up to the small boutiques to tell us that it's over. They want to see your defined waistline. They want to see you in fun, flirty, 20, 30, and thriving outfits, and let's give them that. But in return, we need to see sweatpants pulled off the shelves. And at this point, I'm confident in saying that. More so if my boyfriend shorts, a.k.a. Bermuda shorts, fit me when they arrive this week. All right, here we go. This is a little bit of story time for you. This is officially, okay, if you've made it to this point, we are about... 18 minutes through the podcast, if you've made it to this point, you are entering a safe space. This is a no judgment zone. This is Comedy Hour by Taylor Rayo. This is a story that I couldn't help but share. What did I say? I'm all about authenticity. I'm all about people saying or thinking they relate to me. And I hope you do. Always, right? except for what I'm about to say right now. But I know you relate. I know this is coming. All right. Some of you who follow along might have noticed last week I had a little bit of an episode with my eye. This is great. I started off 2021 telling you how I got branded by a uh, stick that pokes the fire. Then I showed you a very unfortunate picture of my eye. I had a scratch that was about three millimeters, which like in the grand scheme of life doesn't seem that big, but on the scale of your eye, it's actually quite large. It was called an erosion. That just sounds terrible. Like I remember like putting my head on my desk in sixth grade, learning about erosion in science class. Didn't need it to get brought up on my moneymaker, on my, on my face. You know, that was unnecessary. And it was extremely painful. Having something wrong with your eye, you can't mess with your eyes. You know, that's why you got to go to the doctor right away. You got to get antibiotics right away. I can't go blind. Like, I, I can't go blind. I can't have a glass eye. I need to blink. So many of you would think that what happened to my eye is the worst thing that happened to me last week. It lasted about a week. So yeah, that would be a fair judgment, right? And I'm a little blurred vision, still dealing with it, back on my feet now. That was far, far from the worst thing that happened to me last week. Now there's two ways I could do this. I could tell you what happened, shock value, get it out of the way, and then I could tell the story. Or I could tell the story and build up to what happened. I think my gut says I got to go with the former because I need to just get it out in the open. And I think if I do that, it will help me tell the story and paint a picture for you a little bit better. So I'm just going to come out and say it, girls. I shit my pants last week. I literally shit my pants last week. 
in a bodysuit. How did this happen? Where, how did I get here? Well, girls, it started with a little bit of foreshadowing. And that is maybe the most bizarre part of this story. But of course it gets worse before it gets better. And by the way, it doesn't get better. Last week, I was heading to work the day after my unfortunate eye incident. Actually, I guess it was two days because I went to the doctor's, worked from home for a day, and then I came back to work. So I was feeling slightly better. It was rainy. It was miserable. But I had a meeting that night, and I was also meeting my friend and her family for dinner. If we have meetings in person now, obviously I try to look a little bit better than average. I try to pull myself together and dress up, but wasn't feeling great. Had a cute, sporty outfit that was going to fit the rain and fit the tone of the meeting and the place that we were going to dinner, which was nothing fancy. Threw on a brand spanking new white square neck long sleeve bodysuit from The Gap, nice and fresh. Pair of my high-waisted Zara sweatpants. Um, a crop kind of like spring, like windbreaker type jacket, also from Zara in a pair of my platform shoes. Surprisingly felt pretty good leaving the house. Again, felt like I really nailed the weather slash occasions of my day. And I listened to a podcast called KFC Radio, which some of you might cringe if you're not Barstool fans. But if you are a Barstool sports fan or you're just a fan of businesses that are undeniably successful, it's okay to like Barstool politics you know, misogyny, whatever you think is the problem aside. They have some great content. And in terms of what I'm trying to build and I'm trying to do with my career and two buttons deep, they have perfected the model in a lot of ways. So don't judge me. On KFC Radio, they are interviewing a pair of guys who have their own podcast called Are You Garbage? I have never related to or appreciated a podcast more than Are You Garbage? Like that might be my peak. They basically assess whether you're trash or your class, they'll ask you things like, you know, what was your favorite Lunchable growing up? Or did you have Lunchables growing up? You know, um, maybe how many times do you press the snooze button? I wouldn't be surprised if that allows them to tell you if you're trash or if you're this. You know, what, what's your go-to order here? Things like that. You know, do you, um, I don't know. But I love it. I think it's hysterical because there's so many of us that are clearly trash. You know, oh, one of them is like, do you, do you take things to go at a restaurant? You know, do you do you take your meal to go? Um, do you get get a little box, a little baggie? Do you carry that baggie around? You know, Caroline straight the rest of the night just because you want to eat a leftover fried chicken sandwich the next day. If you do, you're garbage, according to them, and I appreciate that as well. So they are just casually bantering, talking. There's like five guys on the podcast, which is a lot for this one episode, and. Like three of them start telling stories about how they've shit their pants like recently within the last year. And I am just driving. I'm on the north way. I am like, yuck, this is appalling. I understand the nature of the podcast. I'm not offended that they're talking about it. I'm just shocked that it's ever happened to them. Like they're literally saying they've shit their pants like in their apartments, like almost while they were out. I'm like, who does that? Like, how could you not control that situation? I have come close I'm very open about the Stewart's restrooms being a saving grace, you know, single stall, lock it, happy to put the in-use sign, take care of what I need to take care of, and get back on the road. We know that Stewart's is my number one place to go number two. But my God, I could never envision a scenario where I actually shit my pants. And I feel like men, they can hold it for so much longer. I mean, they 
they won't pee for like a whole day. And then, then you, they'll pee for a half a day when they finally have to go. They'll just disappear. And we know how long they like to take when they do go to the bathroom. And, you know, they're watching YouTube videos. Obviously, we've replaced the cell phones with the magazines. But we know that it's kind of a, a, a routine for men. They will time it. They will set their day around, you know, that special time when they want to be alone and go to the bathroom alone. So I couldn't really believe that they were talking about that because it happened. I don't, I'm not offended by that they're talking about it, but whatever. I carry on with my day, go to work, normal day. Meeting was bullshit. The client that we were meeting, uh, we met at the Whiskey Pickle in Troy. So maybe this is when I start to tell you a little bit about what I ate. Um, I had Mediterranean food for lunch. It was very, it was good. It was like the best thing I ever ate two weeks ago. And then it wasn't that good the second day, but whatever, it was fine. Whiskey pickle and Troy, beer with a pickle, head right to back to Saratoga. So I'm eating dinner with my friend and her parents literally five minutes away from my house. We have a great time. We catch up, a couple glasses of Josh Cab, um, a patty melt, my go-to order there. And it's a great night. Happy to see everybody. Obviously, Alpha is still fully intact. Jumpsuit, sweatpants, platform shoes, and the uh, the windbreaker. I get in the car, I head home, I say goodbye. I'm five minutes away. I probably didn't even put it in my ways. And I started to picture myself as the scene in Bridesmaids where they all come from, well, thinking about it, they probably had like Mediterranean or Indian or something. I never blame the food though. I just don't think, I mean, sure, you can have food poisoning, but I don't think you can blame food so much for some of these situations. Sometimes it just manifests itself. So I'm on my way home and honestly, it's a blur. I, can, I can't remember when I started to feel unwell. But in hindsight, as I'm looking at it, if you need a visual, it is the bridal shop scene in Bridesmaids. People's stomachs start to turn a little bit, you know, wondering what the temperature is inside, feeling a little clammy, and it goes downhill incredibly fast. It spreads among the group. And when I tell you, It happened so fast. When terrible things happen, what do you do? You block it out, right? You mentally just don't put yourself there anymore. You put on a brave face. You face the inevitable. And I think that's what happened to me. I pulled into my driveway at record speed. I have like a horseshoe driveway. So I just turned the car. I pulled in. And it's a situation that I've been faced with many, many times in my life, whether I feel like I'm going to pee my pants, which is much more normal, or I I really need, really need to be sitting on a porcelain bowl right this second if we don't want a disaster on our hands. And I guess I've just come close and gotten away with it so many times in my life. It was over. I pulled into the driveway. I couldn't even open my car door. Like when I have to pee my pants, I get up and I like, I'm like, like, you know how sometimes it like hurts, like your stomach hurts if you've held it for so long. I get out of my car and I just start like the Austin Powers, like going down the stairs trick or like when the bride in Bridesmaids is into the street, just slowly stepping, lowering, getting lower and lower to the ground, her knees. And eventually she just gives up. Like I, I, I know how a baby feels. I know how it all feels. I had an absolute disaster in my driveway. Thank 
God, I was home alone. My boyfriend had not yet arrived. I didn't care where he was. He could have been on a spaceship to the moon and I, I would have been thrilled. I did not need him to come home at any particular point. It was already over by the time I left the driveway, girls. I had shit my pants. I had probably ruined my Gap square neck long sleeve bodysuit. And I probably could never go anywhere ever again without thinking of this painful moment and how coming close, I didn't come close enough. I ruined it. I sprint into the house. Well, no, honestly, let's. I can't sprint. How can you sprint when you shit your pants? You can't. It's going. It's getting everywhere. I'm afraid these are wide leg sweatpants. We're, we're not wearing joggers here. I'm afraid it's going to come out the bottom and ruin my <laughs> platform sneakers. I run into the bathroom. Not only, it's not like lifting up a dress. I have to disassemble myself. I have to take my sneakers off, throw my bag, throw my windbreaker, toss the sweatpants off, open up my bodysuit, and this is where it becomes too graphic to explain. I have just like a small powder room off of the dining room, and that was the closest bathroom that I could get to. And the end result was absolutely tragic. It was a crime scene. Why am I telling you this? A, because in hindsight, obviously you can laugh about it. I was in absolute shock. I was like, I hope my boyfriend does not come home soon. I need to clean up the evidence. I need to throw absolutely everything that I was wearing, including myself, in the washing machine. If I didn't have a small European washing machine, I can almost guarantee you I would have tried to take myself for a spin in this thing. The bathroom was a disaster. I was a disaster. All I knew was I needed to clean up immediately. I tried to wipe everything down, tried to assemble my life back together and get my ass in the shower and my clothes in the laundry, which I did successfully. I will say it was probably like one and a half buttons deep. Like I said, I had a few glasses of wine. So my sense of humor was kicking in. Obviously, I was in the best place possible. I was in my driveway. I was in another safe space besides this podcast. But... Immediately, you're like, who do I tell? Do I tell no one? Do I tell everybody? I want to tell my mom because she loves bathroom humor. So I really knew she was going to get a kick out of it, but she was probably already asleep. My boyfriend comes in, surprises me, sneaks up on me while I'm in the shower. I could hear him open the door and he's like, oh, you know, I think like if you're like, you know, in a relationship or whatever, I think like showering at night is kind of a little, uh, a little hint into sexy time because you want to be clean. You want to be refreshed. You're not just going to like throw a summer's Eve on your girl down there. You're going to really freshen up, you know, maybe put a little lotion on, maybe shave. If you're, if you're really feeling it, you're going to shave your legs, just whatever you want to do before, you know, there might be a special time coming on the couch or in bed, whatever you're trying to do. Oh, he was in for a not so pleasant surprise when he was like, Oh, you're showering. I'm like, yeah, I just shit my pants. He's like, what? He's like, he was like, I could smell it when I walked in. I'm like, oh my God, this was, this was a train wreck. But obviously I had to be honest. What was I going to do? Hide myself? There had to be some sort of, some sort of tell throughout the house that something really, really unfortunate happened to me. Needless to say, there was no sexy time. I showered up. I tried to recount my steps, my day, my meals, my freaking morning commute podcast how dare the are you garbage guys foreshadow something like this was this meant to be was i meant to shit my pants 
I texted my mom, or no, I was on the phone with my mom the next morning, and we're just catching up. We usually call each other on our way to work. And she's like, all right, honey, like, have a good day. I'll talk to you later. And I'm like, no, mom, wait, wait, I'm dying to tell somebody. I need to share this information. I'm like, mom, I shit my pants last night. She burst into laughter. I think she's almost crying on the other end of the phone. She's like, oh, my God. She didn't ask for the details. I didn't give them. All I did was tell her I was in a bodysuit. And she did the motherly thing and said, oh, you know, it could be the antibiotics from your eyes. I was like, all right. I mean, I don't think so. It could be the... You know, the hummus or the the large uh, white beans that I ate, but could be the podcast, could be, you know, time was ticking. I don't know. It's not a Mercury is in retrograde thing, but it happened. It really officially happened to me. And I'm hoping some of the takeaways here are as follows. One, have you ever ran out of gas in your car, like on the side of the road, needed to call AAA or your mom or your dad? It to me, that's one of the situations in your life that only happens once. It just literally simply cannot happen again. If you could be so dumb to not get to a gas station on time, very similar to actually what we're talking about right now, you wouldn't do it again. I ran out of gas once, ended up as like a really bizarre parent trap moment where my mom and my dad, who were recently divorced, ended up meeting me on the other side of the Twin Bridges heading north. Um, trying to help me on the side of the road. I remember turning like my flash on on my camera, trying to get a picture of them and they were screaming at me because that was like not the thing to do. We were on the side of the freaking road. Um, but I've never ran out of gas again. So I'm hoping I just experienced my one really bad accident that I will ever have. How can I prevent this from happening again? I can't. I could not have been physically closer to my residence. I wouldn't have even passed a gas station. And thank God I didn't in hindsight, because if, if that happened in public, you wouldn't be talking to me right now. We would not be discussing this. There would be so many other implications. Thank goodness. Thank God it's Tuesday. I was in my driveway in a safe location to deal with the aftermath. My clothes are somewhat recovered. The bodysuit, I threw it in with coloreds. So obviously the color of the brand spanking new white did not survive. It didn't make it. I don't think in good conscience I could ever put that bodysuit on my body again and deal with it. Um, But I'm just reeling in the aftermath of lowering my legs, doing the stair trick, letting it happen. There was absolutely nothing I could do. It was out of my control. I'll never be mad at my dog, a baby, anybody for shitting themselves ever. My granddad, I get it now. You you completely relish all control of the situation. And my other takeaway here, girls, I hope, I I hope you're laughing. I I can't, it's not, it's not hard to laugh and talk about it unless you're like sitting in front of somebody and watching their reaction. I didn't want to tell Jack. I wanted him to be editing. First of all, yeah, it's bizarre that I would even tell Jack such a thing, but I wanted him to be editing this podcast. You know, he's pretty critical of me. So every week I'm like, oh God, I hope he texts me and says, he doesn't always say good job, but sometimes he says good job. And that makes me feel a little bit better. And uh, I'm like, oh, I'm going to really, really shock him with this one that he's, he thinks I'm willing to talk about this on the show. He was surprised that I shared the picture of my eye being all messed up, which I don't care. You guys were very supportive of that. And what the hell? It doesn't matter. Anyway, I had to tell him in person and he was floored. It's so fun when you can like act out a story like this and you can do some of the movements and the motions. It's a little harder to get it across on a podcast. But if you were listening to this, please tell me you've shit your pants. One of you 
has shit your pants before. You just don't have a podcast to go on and talk about it. You probably didn't tell anybody. Obviously, I told my sister. We circulated the bridesmaids gif around a couple group chats just so I could share this information with everybody. And I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just hope I hope that you've been there. I hope you've had a close call. There's no advice. There's no like, um, there's no happy really ending to this story, right? Besides the fact that I was alone and I made it and, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's really, for us, it's content. When something bad, unfortunate, strange happens to you, you just have something to talk about on your podcast. And I'm over the girls don't poop mentality. I'm over... You know, the fact that we as women need to hide things or sugarcoat or whatever to make it seem like we are the, you know, all abiding feminine American citizen that can do no wrong. Because guess what? Like pooping stuff, it it can be funny. My mom is notorious. I'm going to blow up her spot a little bit, no pun intended, for, you know, being in the aisle of home goods and we'll separate for a few minutes and I'm looking around, finding her, wondering if I need to go up to the front desk and like call the alarm and say, Amanda, please come to to the front desk. Customer service is looking for you. I would never do that. I mean, I'm almost 30, but no, I would literally do that when I lose my mom in a store. However, I'll come upon my mom in like the bedding aisle of home goods and she is hysterical laughing hands on her knees deep breaths like belly laughing and i don't even have to ask why it's not because she saw a funny greeting card or a live laugh love um you know wooden plaque that really touched her heart made her think of a fun memory it's because she just farted in the aisle sometimes i could even hear it i it's not a silent one sometimes obviously it smells she will never get over how simply funny that is, whether we catch someone doing it in public. My friend just said she heard someone fart at the chiropractor's office the other day, and it just brings a smile to your face. It gives you laugh lines to know that these things that we can't control happen to our bodies in our body suits. And I know we've been heavy on this show for a few weeks now. There's a lot going on in the world. So if me shitting my pants makes you feel a little bit better about the time that you did or that we're all human and nobody's above absolutely anything, you know, maybe Michelle Obama listens to this podcast one day. Who the fuck knows? Maybe Michelle Obama has shit her pants before. It happens to the best of us. It happens to the worst of us. Call it foreshadowing. Call it a couple glasses of wine. Call it Mediterranean lunch or a pickle in my beer or the fact that I probably like bought that bodysuit for no apparent reason on a retail therapy day, a size too big, and the fashion gods did not want me to wear it again. We're just about to hit that 40-minute mark. I had a few other things that I wanted to talk to you about today, but they are, um, they are not time-sensitive. So I will leave you with that. I hope this brought a little bit of smile to your day. And uh, if there is advice to come from the end of a show like this, it's a very weird way to end it, is there's always a public restroom near you. You are not cool enough. You are not control controlled enough. Just go to the restroom, toss your mask on, find yourself a single stall, and take care of it so that you don't ruin a bodysuit and a night with your boyfriend. See you next Tuesday.